Welcome to the 16-Ounce Cinema Podcast. Cinema, the podcast where we drink pints and talk pictures. I am your host, TJ. I'm here with Michael. You said you're going to be weird, not sexual. <laughs> hey, hey, what's up? And I'm also I'm here Mike. with Angus. Hello, all you cool cats out there. All right, so <laughs> Michael won the uh, the episode last time, so he got to pick his oddly specific theme um mike since it's your theme why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what oddball specific theme you picked uh i believe i picked comedy sequels between 1981 and 1991 1981 to 1990 is what you told us when we went out to pick oh. our movies good enough i did not understand what he was trying to text us when he came up with this like because I, I, the thing he said sounded like a real drama to me, so I really... I immediately thought, like, he really wanted to talk about another 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's it. He's just in a Nick Nolte phase. Not Eddie Murphy, I specifically mean, Nick Nolte. And he wanted like, to I, talk about I it. Clearly, I clearly should have. Maybe I'll just talk about that movie instead. It was, it was at least a comedy, so... That's fine, if you remember it. You can change horses midstream. Unless it's no, the uh, terrible comic book movie, and then, you know, I screamed at Angus for even attempting to change horses. <laughs> so, we got some beers to go with our comedy sequels from 1981 to 1990. That's um, not very niche. There was a ton of sequels so, uh, in, that, in that decade. I had to fucking dig for mine. Um <clears throat> So, Mike, you're going to be leading the way today. Why don't you start telling us what your beer is? Nothing exciting. It's the Longboard Island Lager. It's a really deliciously drinkable beer. That's, and I'm having my second one. That's one I haven't opened um, this one yet, though. My favorite so go-tos. Okay. I drank that mostly yeah. on my uh, my honeymoon. That was my beer of choice on my honeymoon. Oh. Angus, did you drink that beer on your honeymoon? I did not. I probably had Bush. Um... I ended the uh, honeymoon with Budweiser. That's when we invited her, like best friend. Our, her best friend and her husband came to the last night of our honeymoon because I, we just got bored. I just realized my Bush joke was <laughs> I mean, that wasn't a weird like we spiced up our marriage already one weekend. That was just like nah, they just came over and we he spiced it up with Budweiser. We just had some Budweiser. Her husband didn't drink the Budweiser because he was being a beer snob at the time. I don't know if he still is. I don't talk to him, but. They never stop being snobs. I assume not. Uh, yeah, I don't really drink Budweiser what, now, but you know, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I can't look did, down my nose at it, even though I'll give Angus shit for drinking Bush. I was gonna say you are a what beer snob. You, uh, Fuck you. You judge me all the time. Because it's fun. What did uh, What did TJ drink? What is TJ all drinking? Right, so from? mine, mine actually kind of ties into. <sighs> mine was middle. It's from. Oh yeah. Sorry. Angus, you guys, <laughs> what are you, guys, back. you guys always pass over me for the beer thing. Um, See, this is why I make fun of you for your bush, because you're such a crybaby. No, it's just, it's, <laughs> the, it's mine. 
Oh, that's good. Well, uh, so what is Angus drinking? I had something before when we were supposed to record this before, but... But now he doesn't want to tell us. No, 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 I am. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was, because I, I drank it midweek because it had a fun name. I got Brewbus You're My Boy Blue, and because we're <laughs> doing awesome. comedy, so I figured that's funny, because that's a yeah. comedy, so... Um, I already good. drank it, like days ago it was good um i actually bought the six pack just because i knew i was gonna like it it's like a fruit beer it was like oh i see what you're, i thought you drank your one beer days no. ago <laughs> I, I drank the whole, i drank all six days really? ago so right now i am drinking a bush light <laughs> nice oh my god um so mine for once, I'm, I I never drink beer. Well, I never drink beer. I always come to the table with tea or some bullshit or whatever. Um, so, so I actually got one that ties to my movie this time. I got Avery Brewing. It's a Belgian-style white ale, and the name of the beer is White Rascal. All right. Are we ready to crack them? Oh, wait. Can I add one more yeah. thing about mine? No. It's too do, late. Do uh, mine relates to my movie because it was brewed in Florida, and my movie was recorded in Florida. I'm excited, Ooh, for, I'm your excited for your movie. Ah, I love Florida movies. Yeah. I'm popping. I'm pouring my in a, oh, a wheat beer glass. You're popping. I'm dropping my phone. <laughs> Fucking pagan. Uh, I should have had the Bubba Gump glass. So well. So that was exciting. That was an exciting fifteen seconds of silence. I was just staring uh, at my beer. <laughs> I chugged mine. Uh, I'm uh, I'm contemplating where I want to take the picture of it. Should I uh, should I jump right into my movie or? Ah uh... uh, well, do we want to talk about our beers at all? No. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll talk about mine in a bit. I guess. <laughs> I'm to take a picture of mine. I love that this was TJ's thing for the show was the whole beer thing, and then he doesn't even drink most of the time. Then he doesn't care well, if we I, talk I, I, about I, it. Before we started, <laughs> I, I'd be even, more... like my first thought when we were outlining what the show would be, we were like, "Yeah, beer, beer, beer," and then I was like, "You guys, I don't think drinking beer is going to work." Or talking about, I'd the be beer. excited. I'd be more excited if I had a uh, if I had a car, and then I would get a bunch of weird fucking beers all the time from Total Wine. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't oh, buy beer from them. I don't yes. have anything cool. Is he gonna throw up now? What the hell? Oh, this makes I me so it. happy. I inhaled it. I'm, I'm, drinking, not a... every, I'm drinking. I'm drinking Everclear next time, just so I can. <laughs> I'm not a copycat. I, I just I inhaled it. It's a good beer. I'm gonna die for this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Mike just like it's um does an IV of Everclear for the next one. <laughs> it's. Literally exactly what you would expect when you hear the words Belgian style white ale. So Choking. Typical. Good. It's my, probably my favorite style of beer. Exactly. So. It's, right. it's, it's kind of typical for the style, but I love the style, so I like the beer. All right, Michael, you watched a very specific movie. I did. I, I, I watched a movie called The Two Jakes, which <laughs> is a Jack Nicholson sequel to Chinatown. Which is a great movie. Uh, no, I heard uh, and, Chinatown uh, was actually like one of the, the great comedies. It was like a big influence for a lot of future <laughs> directors. Like the the Ferrelli brothers really like tried to emulate a lot of what um, especially Jack Nicholson did in their movies. Is their name the um, Ferrelli brothers? I know that. Um, I know that like um, one of the movies that Paulie Shore looked to. He said in an interview. <laughs> 
um, was Chinatown <laughs> when he was uh, filming Biodome. Actually, do, doing, doing my homework for this, it was actually In the Army is the movie he was referring to when he was talking oh. about his Chinatown uh, credentials. That's just there. my, yeah, my Biodome fanboy coming out. <laughs> Uh, Biodome made a, came after a two Jakes. So I learned I learned of the two Jakes, which uh, you know, is a sequel to Chinatown, on a worst 50 comedy sequels page. And it was jammed between Revenge of the Nerds 2 and Prince's Diaries 2. I tried to find <laughs> so figured, Revenge of the Nerds. I totally figured, sweet, I'm gonna, this is going to be a great movie. Because Chinatown uh, was through, fucking hilarious. <laughs> but like halfway through watching the movie, I realized that like I didn't pick bad comedy sequels, so I have no idea why I was actually Googling shitty comedy sequels. I should have just watched a good comedy sequel, but but I didn't. Well, I, so thought, you the very le- I thought you said that you came across the movie in this list, which then gave you the inspiration for this theme. Oh, that might be true. I don't actually See, know I how I remember your life, life better so. than you do. By a, by mar- by a significant. Well, I margin, figured you were so, just yeah. drunk texting us at that point because you could not come up with a <laughs> theme. But it was so weird. It was all I over got the, place. the greatest fucking one. This one's great. How many <laughs> sequels? China like drew drew ideas I, no, out of I must have been, Comedy I must have been really. No, I must have been really. to nineteen ninety. No, it was like ninety. I haven't been drunk in in a very long time, so I must have been very excited for uh, for this specific. Uh, podcast i guess angus was trying to say something funny but we both kept shouting over him i know now it's his turn it happened multiple times so i'm just ignoring it at this point (laughs) oh so anyway at at least i got to watch chinatown finally which was the best part of uh of me picking the sequel so oh my god that's Uh, gonna be a selling point (laughs) (laughs) no actually i have a pretty good selling point you guys will love it it's okay it's great so the film starts with some shitty jazz, uh, which I'm pretty sure every single film I've ever watched for this podcast had really shitty jazz, sweet, uh, except for La La Land, which did. had great jazz. La La Land yeah. had jazz. Did the yeah. mutiny? Mm-hmm. Your, oh yeah, I don't know. Your war movie. I don't had know if my jazz. You said. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if my hood movie had jazz, but uh, I'm pretty sure it did. No, so. but my hood movie had jazz. <laughs> Well, perfect. So we've just been jazzed all I over had the place. Big so. we didn't release the, um, that's a that's an episode we didn't release. No, well, yet. perfect. So ah, uh, this movie, this movie's yet. It'll be uh, for later. Best stuff. Nicholson. This movie starts with a uh, with a Jack Nicholson quote. He says, uh, "Infidelity is what made me what I am today." So at least the opening line is very cool, and it's off to a great start. So, also, the there's a sex scene like right away. Uh, unlike Chinatown, which took like an hour and a half to get there, and so the okay, the, Mr. The sec- Stan, <laughs> the se- <laughs> the the jazz, the sexy jazz that plays is accentuated with a lovely woman orgasming, which transitions to Mr. Wolf from Pulp Fiction, Harvey Keitel, who I didn't know was in this movie until this moment, and he's looking like really nervous about his wife because they're listening to a tape recording of his wife fucking another man. Oh, no. And uh, he, and yeah, yeah, it's very. He's in, he's in um, Jack Nicholson's office. Um, and then there's like a really quick play in the title where Nicholson mentions that Keitel is like himself named Jake, and they just kind of point at each other and go, hey, "I'm Jake, and you're Jake." <laughs> <laughs> I never have that experience with anyone. Uh, <laughs> you'll never meet somebody named Angus. I think you I never have. Mike must be doing it like eight times a day. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of mics. 
Um, oh, and then after, after they do the Jake thing, they play the sex tape again, so we get more sex noises. Just That's like, twice. Like, let's hear that minutes. one again. Top forty. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then we uh, then we transition <laughs> to uh, this is the transition. We transition to Harvey Keitel shooting the shit out of the guy who's fucking his wife again. Uh, so we're, so he interrupts that them having sex. So we're on a sex roll right now. Uh, so what was happening was, was Nicholson was recording over Keitel walking in on fucking another guy. Or, uh, Walking in on the other guy fucking his wife. I guess they were trying to, like, <laughs> record it so, like, he can just... I don't know what he was actually doing, so that's why I'm kind of bumbling around. But uh, but anyway, Harvey Keitel kills the guy fucking his wife that we were, he- <laughs> like, hearing earlier in the tape. Um, and then more jazz plays. Is it a videotape or just, like, an audio tape? No, it's an audio tape because this takes place in, like, 1952. So the oh, fact okay. that he's actually dubbing over it is actually somewhat impressive. Um, so, so... <clears throat> so he's utterly convinced that's his wife just based on moans and oohs and ahs. Oh no, no. So so they they what Jack Nicholson is, he's a lawyer who uh who follows around infidelity cases. So he records his wife fucking another guy and then for some reason they uh they they're having him record over that in the room next to where him, his wife and the other dude usually have sex like every week. So they're literally like right next door, and then obviously Harvey Keitel loses his mind and starts blowing the guy away. So, okay. ew! So, no, no, not literally. <laughs> Didn't she do that? I, just, I can't <laughs> hold myself back anymore. <laughs> Get over here! He just <laughs> that would have made this movie like a hundred times better. Just he... gay Keitel wearing party shirts, blowing guys all the time. <laughs> to Holy Jack. shit! That would have been great. I love the image of him pulling the guy's cock out of his wife to suck it. He's just fucking blowing Angry. the guy. He's just like, stop it, man. This isn't what I wanted. Um, so so is, this movie, is this movie even a comedy? Uh, which the answer is kind of, but not really. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like weird 1980s comedy movie noises that happen occasionally. And like, Jack whoop, Nicholson whoop, makes whoop. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jack Nicholson makes a lot of weird faces, and like he also makes a lot of like, like with his mouth. So it, it's it's kind of like a dark comedy with no humor, if that kind of makes sense. Uh, also, uh, Har- also Har- uh, Harvey Keitel calls Jews kikes the whole time. That's I don't. That's not really oh, you, funny, you but just, it was. You got it. You had to go there. I was wondering what it was going to be this week. Oh, we're not even to that point yet. It's... This was just something Harvey Keitel does. Oh, so it's not a good uh, thing. We finally got the last. What, what, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> One of the funnier, uh, the whole bits in the movie is like Nicholson is fat at this point in his career, so they hide his fat in layers and dark clothes. And I just find it hilarious. Because like, he runs a lot sometimes, and you, they kind of camera angle him away from the fat. But then sometimes you see his fat, and it's it just makes me laugh a little bit. So does he narrate um, right, the whole so, movie like he does the trailer? Yes, but not like every thirty minutes. It's like, oh yeah, here's Nicholson narrating, and it's it's pretty good. It's probably it's the best parts of the movie. Every thirty minutes, he's over. like, "I'm Nicholson. I'm eating. I'm fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wear yeah, dark yeah. clothes to hide my chubby belly." <laughs> No, no, he he's like a poet or something in his head. It's very strange. Oh, I, I actually have a couple of quotes from him coming up. So, right. did you like? They my, just uh, recorded okay. him at craft services. <laughs> it was good. I'm trying. I was trying to hit mine, but I don't have a good one, so I'm not gonna do it. Um, 
The next scene follows with uh, Nicholson. He uh, he hits a woman, knocks her out unconscious because she's being hysterical. Hilarious. Uh, remember, this is this is the fifties, so that was uh, I guess not frowned upon for a lawyer to do that. Um, oh, the woman that he knocked out was the the wife of the guy killed by Kaitel, so she plays like a big role in the movie. And uh, within like twenty minutes, there's been three earthquakes so far. I thought you were uh, say I don't know why. Scenes. No, there, well, there was, I think. So this is the third earthquake and third, like, sexual thing happening. So a lot of earthquakes and sex so far. Um, there's a great scene where Nicholson wakes up to a recording that is, like, apparently very important to the plot, but I can't really follow it or understand it for some reason. Uh, but it's I know it's important because, like, the camera pans away to, like, the recording playing, and then it pans to Jack Nicholson's face. And when they pan to his face, it looks like he jumped in the fucking ocean. He is drenched in so much sweat. <laughs> and his shirt is just drenched. And he's just like, ah. So he's really like, he's really it's focused on just fat guy it. sweat. Yeah. He, he caught then, whatever uh, bug Harvey Keitel had. He's like, ah, I just I got to. <laughs> it's gay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so when they, uh, but the, the, when they pan back to the recording and then they pan back to him, like the sweat is completely gone so fuck editing oh, editing doesn't good. exist in this movie uh oh my next scene is a, is a good scene for me because it's a great foot scene so oh, uh no. Jack? <laughs> sorry it's Nicholson? Just, was... <laughs> no, no. he has perfect feet <laughs> they're sweaty <laughs> <laughs> well, he was young back then but uh so nicholson's he, he went he goes to help a woman the same woman he knocked the fuck out because she's ODing on drugs because i guess men hit her all the time and so uh he <laughs> He wants to to throw her in the shower, but like she's like, "No, I'm gonna OD on this bed," and so he uh, he tickles her butt a little bit, and I'm not kidding. He tickles her butt to get her in the shower, and uh, (laughs) when he tickles her butt, she uh, it makes her jump out of bed, and so he like puts her on his like shoulder like a Neanderthal, and like her feet are dangling, and so I like that. It's the best part of the film by far. Um. So it turns out the the whole the whole thing of the movie is that Kaitel actually the guy fucking Kaitel's wife was also his business partner, and so it's coming out that like he knew that the guy was fucking his wife, and so he wanted to set him up to like legally kill him, and, you know, as like a fit of rage or something like that. So like that's the the whole backbone of the story. Um, oh, here's this a is a hilarious story. movie, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. I thought... <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is like Hot Shots um, level funny. Yeah, it is. Like, when you're watching it, it's it's comedic. It's just you know, I don't know. I'm not a good joke teller. I don't know the jokes in the movie. I guess there aren't any jokes. Now that I think There's about no it. jokes, <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, it's like a black comedy, but without the okay. comedy. And I don't know how to tell the jokes because there aren't any jokes. Listen, I found this movie on a 50s <laughs> comedy sequels list. Okay, this isn't my fault. This is just what God gave me. Yeah. And I'm oh, okay. It. So it's it's okay. Whatever. I like that Google is God now. Yeah. Dude, not even IMDb lists this thing as a comedy. I'm sorry. It's a comedy to me. Anyway. You just so said twice we... now that it's not. That it's got well, no well. jokes and no comedy. And that it's not a comedy. Okay. That's yeah, fair. It's, it's, fair. it's not a comedy. Yeah, play back the tape. When you say it like that, TJ... It's not a comedy, but uh, I found at least two sources that's listed as a comedy. I so just Mike that's, doesn't that's... even give a shit about the themes anymore. He's like, whatever. I'm just going to watch whatever I want. What I are you talking about? Like... Every, every, 
every movie I've watched has been on par for the theme. I don't except this fucking one is listen to this show anyway. I literally listened to the last episode. You listened to the You're last one? Rude. You're just being rude because I didn't pick a comedy. <laughs> um, so anyway. You should have just picked anyway. infidelity movies. <laughs> well, then I could just do this one over again. Um... So what's happening next? All right. So next uh, week hit uh, Nicholson kind of doing his narration things again. Um, he says some things like time changes things, like the fruit stand that turns into a gas station, oh, and uh, which didn't make any sense. Yeah, boohoo. He uh, he makes a lot of metaphors. Um, so anyway, he's like driving around. He had, there was like a six minute. It's a six minute like monologue now, and he's made nine metaphors kind of meta- metaphors kind of like that. Um, so Harvey Keitel, after he takes his drive, he's actually driving to Harvey Keitel's place, uh, where he where Harvey Keitel says is that nobody wants to live next to Jews or Mexicans, and the scene ends. Uh, the scene ends with just kind of like Nicholson giving him the look, like, uh, "Why do I have to deal with this guy?" So I don't I don't think uh, I don't think he likes him very much. Um, with Harvey Harvey Keitel has an employee named Earl, and uh, I, I actually don't know his name, but he's actually uh, the character from. Uh, <laughs> The remake of I Spit on Your Grave, so I was really excited to oh, see him. He's cool. also Bob the Goon from Batman in '89, and a gay librarian from Philadelphia. So does it so does it a, say gay librarian on his IMDb? Uh, no, I added that part uh, myself, <laughs> assuming he was a gay... gay librarian. <laughs> There's a whole like gay uh, hot dog stand guy, gay baseball player. <laughs> Your book's over there, sweetie. <laughs> so I guess he's not relevant to the plot, but I like him a lot. So, oh, he's also the uh, he's also the goofy guy Malik from Conan the Destroyer. So he's that guy if you uh, if you like that movie a lot. <laughs> no fucking. If you like Conan the Destroyer a lot, <laughs> where you studied every background character and know their names from Conan and, the Destroyer, and, and you're a fanboy for all of them for being in Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> I secretly just watched this movie for uh, for, for for Earl here from from my spit on your grave. I've watched archive footage of Wilt Chamberlain because I loved Conan the Destroyer so much. Dude, I'm a big Philadelphia guy. Like I have Philadelphia tattoos. <laughs> that movie just means the world to me. The gay librarian. And I love gay librarian part. was the high point of that movie by far. <laughs> um, I'm, 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 I'm gay librarian. <laughs> no, I think I think I'm done with that uh, with that point. So, okay, uh, so sorry, for, uh, we'll move on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so for a while, uh, Oriental music starts playing, um, and for like for no real reason because we've been having this jazz nonstop. It's a sequel to and then, uh, well, yeah, actually, what, ha- what the reason this happens is because it's like a callback to Chinatown because we meet the Chinese guy from the original movie. So it's kind of like the the oriental music stopped right as it got to his face, and I I thought that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> now listen, I don't want you to get mad right now. It's like okay? the movie was no, making so I'm, I'm fun so... of him behind his back, like, oh, he's a uh, Chinese. <laughs> oh, he's looking. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually the way it kind of like played it because yeah, so that's actually a little bit. And then it started playing again afterwards too. Uh, so, so like I was say, like I was saying earlier, I, I do not want you to get mad, but a couple of fucking guineas show up and they beat up Jack Nicholson in his office. You're gonna have a doozy with my my movie, but go on. 
<laughs> um, and one of the big bulky guys, he hands him a hand grenade, and then Jack Nicholson's like, what's this? And the guy's like, it's a fucking hand grenade, man, <laughs> which was really fun. Um, so he, one of the guys wants him to blow something up in his safe, uh, so that's why you handed him the grenade. And then Jack's like, okay, because they're pointing a gun at him. And then he's about to do it, and the guy's like, wait, wait, wait. The most important part is that you close the door after. And I guess that was supposed to be like a joke. So maybe there's your joke. Uh, he, that's what he said. There's your joke. There's a joke in the movie. So um, so that happens for a little while. Uh, Nicholson wakes up on a couch for the third time after being knocked out. Um, he keeps doing that. They, he keeps getting knocked out. So like in the first movie, he just had like a big cut on his face. In this one, he just kept getting knocked unconscious and waking up on a couch. So, have you um, seen the first movie? Yeah, yeah, I actually watched the movie just for this. So, I wanted like context just for, this? for the movie. So, yeah, yeah well, and <laughs> it's a great movie. It is one of it is one of the better movies ever made, I guess. So, <laughs> TJ, have you seen um, it? Uh, no, I was waiting for us to have the uh, directors who are rapists theme to watch Chinatown. <laughs> oh God, is, is it, it a rapist? Roman Polanski. Who is it? Yeah. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, next scene, Nicholson beats up another woman. Uh, he does this uh, quite a bit, apparently. So, uh, every he, time like, he gets up. beat up, he knocks out a woman? Like, out Ooh, of, like, yeah. retaliation? Wow. wow, that's deep, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, he shakes the fuck out of her, and then they have sex. Uh, that's, that's, that's While the she's scene. unconscious? No! No, he he doesn't he doesn't go like he doesn't knock this one out. This one he shakes, which I guess gets her going. Oh, also, also, also. So this is how it's like he shakes her, and then they kind of like That's you like know go at each drink other. Ready. Like, oh, let me shake up this orange juice first, and then I can drink it. Let me shake you up, get you good and wet. <laughs> and so I like how Mike like, isn't concerned. Like this is normal for Mike. Yeah, <laughs> Just like, beating up a woman, and shaking her, and fucking. Her. I don't know the fifties. I assume this is what the fifties was like. I don't know. <laughs> 60 years ago, I had to be shaken before sex. <laughs> so, I like my uh, sex yeah, yeah. shaken, not stirred. <laughs> so after after he shakes her, he, she, she's like, so you go, this is what she says. She says, you're going to make me do it? You're going to make me do it? She says that like 12 times. Oh, that's right. And then Nicholson, and then Nicholson has his face, has his look on his face. And he's like, and he says, yeah, yeah. And that's when they do it. <laughs> Um, do it, and and this that is this, this is line. also this is also the wife of the guy who was murdered, by the way. So okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, what do you mean? Okay, whatever. It's the it's the, the story. No, no, I'm listening. What I said, I'm listening. Okay, so the rest of the movie uh, loses its comedic appeal, and it's really just. <laughs> Did it ever have it? <laughs> And it really just ends up being a a solid movie about, uh, you know, oil, land, and shady businesses and things like that. Uh, There's a few parts where, like, Nicholson goes to uh, uh, the police station, and the police accuse Nicholson of homosexuality. Uh, But I'm not really (laughs) sure why. I lost my mind. Because because the cop who (laughs) accused him of of homosexuality also said that incest is like a dog and a squid mating. So maybe the cop is just a moron. I don't know. Yeah, wasn't um, Kaitel the one sucking dick? Uh, no, this is another cop. So this, this, yeah, he just they, they're, they're, he's being interviewed by cops at this point. So Harvey Kaitel is actually like a, a business baron of some kind. Um, 
And that's about the movie. That's about it for the movie. <laughs> um, the movie. This is the movie. Happened. Literally ends with everyone getting off scot free, and Harvey Keitel being diagnosed with cancer and blowing himself up in one of his mobile homes. You should stop saying blowing off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, and then after that blow up happens, Nicholson says notice. <laughs> what the hell? You just can't say blow for the rest of this episode, dude. <laughs> well, and uh, I am done with my uh, my comedy free comedy sequel uh, selection for the night. So I'm sorry to dis- sorry to disappoint. Oh man, I had a blast I... with that one. Uh huh. Was... Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, um, I still don't know why I watched what I did after hearing this because my we could have just had it like an infidelity fest. Yeah, like this could have been anything else but comedy I mean, sequel, like watched... any other genre. This would have fit in. Yeah, I should have watched Godfather Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Angus. so let's. You want to roll right into your movie? Uh, give me one second. I want to grab a beer. All right. Alright, the movie that I picked this week, I told you guys that I picked a Florida beer. Yeah. Um, because my movie was filmed in Florida. And I did a sequel to a movie that I've never seen the original. And I wasn't going to go back and watch it. <laughs> like Chinatown, I guess. <laughs> but, I'm, but, but I'm sure it was more of a comedy than that. <laughs> um, I picked um, Porky's 2 the next day. Oh, right. And, I was hoping you'd land on a Porky's. Really, Porky's and Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> are like the obvious choices. Well, well, my original choice was I wanted to do... Because I watched um, Reno 911 Miami mm-hmm. recently. And I forgot how fucking funny that movie is. Because it's the first time I've seen it since it basically came out. Um, so I was going to watch a Police Academy oh, movie. And there was one where they oh, actually nice. went to Miami. Oh. But I couldn't get a hold of a copy in time the only ones i could find were like one through four and this one was like part six (laughs) so i guess there's seven total police academy movies it's not on youtube the last one no you had to pay for it on youtube oh i would assume that there would be just trashy copies all over youtube of basically all of those Mm -hmm. movies the the only thing was the trailers um i could have bought the blu-ray set for 25 bucks but Ah. I I didn't want to do that. <laughs> Those are worth about that's fifty reasonable. cents a movie, so yeah, that's way overpriced. Yeah, yeah, because even the DVDs were expensive. Like you only got like four per like the disc. You know how Walmart does like those yeah, four packs. Those. They yeah. were seven fifty a piece. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm looking for something I have. And um, as you guys know, I'm in the process of moving, so mm-hmm. my choices were very limited. <laughs> All my movies were already packed at this point, so this is going to make uh-huh. this podcast uh-huh. hell for me the next couple of weeks because I have no movies that are not unpacked except like like a couple random like like burns in like books. Uh-huh. So I had to go through and find something. And the only movie that I saw that was a comedy sequel from the 80s was Porky's 2 the next day and I put it in and it's hilarious because I recorded this on my Blu-ray burner the first one I ever bought where you actually burn it off the television while watching okay 
and, it, and I huh. burned it from Encore. <laughs> in I like didn't know you could even do that. That's interesting. Yeah, this was like 2004, I want to say. This copy, oh, and it God. just has like a loud <laughs> throughout the entire film. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. So on to the movie. I never saw the original Porky, so the movie begins with um, flashbacks from the first movie. It's a clip show, and yeah, basically, and it's a it's a pretty lengthy one. I didn't really write anything down for it. Just said clips from first movie. Um, there was a guy with like a condom over his head, and he was playing multiple was, choice. Was Porky's with the it. one with like Tom Hanks and stuff, or that's, no, no, that's party. Bachelor Party. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I, I actually that was my first go to. I was like, there must have been a Bachelor Party too, but it was one of those like shitty sequels it, that came out. It was like two thousands, right? Yeah, it came out actually fairly recently, and I was like, well, damn it! Like I was hoping a Bachelor <laughs> Party two from like nineteen eighty eight with like nobody in it. <clears throat> Yeah, no, because they did the same thing with Roadhouse, where they did one in, like, the 2000s, yeah. like a part two. So I was, I was um, upset. I'm trying to think. Yeah, um, Porky's is the one where the it's famous for the guy sticking his dick through the hole in the shower. And then the old um, fucking gym teacher grabs the guy's dick. <laughs> it's like, that's what it's known for. It was Harvey Keitel. That was shit... <laughs> tell, and he just started sucking the shit out of that dick <laughs> and then he laughed like the devil yes because <laughs> that's what he does that's my Harvey Keitel impression <laughs> sucking dick and cackling I'm sure that impression's of us ever been made so <laughs> I'm making fucking history right now. I'm thrashing my head back and forth as I do the laugh. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm not going to be able to follow up to that. So, yeah, there's like random scenes from the first movie, and there's a black dude with a machete at one point who runs into a cabin full of just naked guys. There's like 12 naked men and just a black guy with a machete going, ah! And then they're all freaking out and running around. Um, <laughs> just like soft white dicks everywhere. You recorded just... this off Encore or Cinemax? Encore. <laughs> okay. And, and one of the funny things is, I was going to get this later, but like at the end of the movie, like it it was finished and it still recorded like the things that were coming up next on Encore. Oh. And um, one of them was Arnold Schwarzenegger in Eraser. Oh, nice. That would have been fun. And then the one after it was um, RoboCop 3. Oh, my God. So these mo- these stations where you pay <laughs> premium prices for movies have really improved over the last 14 years. Absolutely. Because this was Encore. That's bullshit. They're playing fucking Porky's 2, Eraser, and they... RoboCop 3. That's a horrible well... afternoon lineup. No, it wasn't even afternoon. This was prime time because Porky's was um, six o'clock, Eraser was eight o'clock, and then <laughs> they oh followed it. They ended it all with RoboCop three. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. All right. So from all the clips, I gathered that these guys just wanted to get laid and somehow ended up destroying a shed out in the swamp. This that, is that, like that's the, the where the horror the, movie. 
It, well, they like kind of like just like pulled didn't out watch like a comedy either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hard. sadly I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was. It wasn't. Oh no, all right. we all fucked up. No, speak uh, for the fucking. Oh god, I can't wait for TJ's now. I actually watched a funny Hope... movie. Hopefully there's laughs to be had. Oh, mine's not going to fit the theme any longer. It's the only funny one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I give mine this. It tried. Yeah. No, it didn't. I'm lying. Uh, Yeah, Porky's was definitely a comedy, so all right, yeah. Well, like, they um, rushed this script. Apparently, like, the movie was made, like, 11 months after the first one. Like, like... Written, filmed, and edited, and came out within eleven months of the first one being. Oh, wow. Was it the same act, same actors and stuff? I guess. Oh, <laughs> I didn't watch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna assume, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we cut to the movie. The main guy wakes up. His name is Pee Wee, and he basically looks like um, the fat kid from the Sandlot. If he had AIDS and oh, oh like, no. and kind of was like. Dean Picard-esque. Who? If that uh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm listening to your description, but for some reason I'm just placing... I'm, I'm going to place the Revenge of the Nerds cast in there, so this guy's booger. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I guess. Alright, um, he woke, he woke up, and apparently he got laid, and he's like, oh, yeah, and his, but he thinks his dick is broken. Because <laughs> oh, no. now he can't get it up, because usually he has a hard on when he wakes up because he got laid for the first time and he, this is weird to him so he pulls out a national geographic and just tries to work up a fucking boner to like crazy banana black tits <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't work so he like he's trying to hide it from his mom who walks in wait trying to hide the fact he, that he doesn't have a boner from his mom <laughs> yeah, because apparently every morning he just shows her his rod and is like, ah, ah, you created this. And she's like, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> she's Kaito. She's going to be disappointed in him now. <laughs> uh, but he hides the thing and then his mother finds is like, oh, and then it just cuts to them going to school, and he's just bragging about banging a chick whose name is Wendy Williams, <laughs> which is funny, because <laughs> isn't that the one lady with the talk show, uh, oh, the black chick? Is it? I, I thought know. her I, isn't her name Wendy Williams, dude. The one like okay, <laughs> and like she dances and shit, and she looks like a big. I almost said the T word. I, I, I can't say that one anymore. A Tyrannosaurus. Um, um, I'm gonna yes. say yes. Yes, that's her name. That's her, right? Yeah. I'm okay. gonna say yes. And now this guy is just such a badass. He's a stud, and he's telling all his friends he's gonna get all them laid by like chicks and stuff because he knows how to do it. And um, except he has AIDS. That sucks. He, oh yeah, yeah, he does. A, he caught it that bad. night and just deteriorated. <laughs> In one night. This was before they really knew. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, equated it to zombies. <laughs> and all his friends are just fucking with him. Like, ah, you're crazy. She fucks everyone. You didn't get anything special. You barely rocked her world. And then, like, 
she comes by and she's like, hey, he's like, hey, Wendy, how's it going? I did that, right? And then they're like, <laughs> she's like, excuse me, who are you? Oh. And it turns out his friends, like, told her to do that so he would be embarrassed. But she actually liked him and had a good time. So it was all nice in the end. And then he didn't the get the press and kill himself. The whole movie is all nice in the end. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming of age story gets him. Yeah, it's not like simple, straightforward story. It's got a couple jokes in there, you know, a little up, some down, some good camaraderie. <laughs> camaraderie. <laughs> it's a good word. I like it. Uh, and then in my notes, it just says, they mentioned being chased by a machete-wielding colored person. <laughs> and that's the exact term they used, was mach- machete-wielding colored person. Oh I'd be very scared. That's a, a little... <laughs> scary. Like, when did this come out? It seems like the 1980s are a little late in the game to be using that terminology. Yeah, I think it was 82, 83 maybe. But yeah, it, it was definitely... Like 1958, they're like, like, we're done with that. Yeah, no, it's definitely past that. But there's some other words in this movie later on that I'm not allowed to say oh, or I'm going sure to say for. <laughs> <laughs> like that's probably the most risque I'll get on this. Um, he goes around the school and's like asking all the guys who like crush puss like if they know anyone because he's like, ah, <laughs> oh, my boys, <laughs> I need to get my boys laid. <laughs> And every single guy that he talks to, they all say, oh, yeah, Wendy Williams. <laughs> She's a total slut. And he's like, why I? And then he just like, but he's not going to beat these guys up. He's like too small. Um, so then we cut to drama class and there's like one of the friends. He's playing a fairy in the thing. In oh, the awesome. it's they're doing they're doing a Shakespeare play like um, Midsummer's whatever. Midsummer I think. Yeah, that's I think wonderful. that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. They're doing Shakespeare in Love, and one of the guys is playing a fairy, and then for five minutes straight, they're just making fairy jokes about him. <laughs> like, like gay or like a fairy that goes like he, he's on He's playing river. a fairy, but they make fairy jokes that uh-huh. he's gay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Like, And it just goes well, on I for like entirely too long when it's not funny to uh, begin with. Uh-huh. Like... It just kept dragging so bad, and you're... I mean, I like fairy jokes as much as the next guy, but... You think they did, like, a commentary on this, and they had to look back on that, and they're just like... (laughs) I hope they just apologize to every, like, race and sexual orientation throughout the commentary. Like, we're so sorry. We didn't know what we were doing. It was a different time. I almost want to, like seek out a dvd just to get the commentary for porky's too and see if these guys make amends at all i really don't think they're alive oh. they all look pretty aids written cursed by karma party too hard in 82 all right this part actually made me laugh um they're in science class and then this girl just starts screaming and then in the camera pans down, and all the dead frogs that they're supposed to dissect all have little fake dicks with their <laughs> arm grabbing them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a hilarious prank. Uh, that's it. That was the entire scene. They just like wanted to show frog dicks. 
Uh, then he talks to his girl about being a whore. And she's like, I'm not a whore. I've only had sex twice. And the reason they said that is because when I was in middle school, a bunch of guys were skinny dipping and I watched and I giggled. So they called me a whore. Oh, sure. Uh, that, that, that's that's the story. Works. I think, yeah, I think she was just a whore. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's my opinion. <laughs> um, some more fairy jokes occur. Oh my That's god! Stop. <laughs> I think there's four separate instances with the fairy jokes, but I only listed two. Now, wait, wait, were they were they gay jokes or were they, they you're dressed yes. like a fairy? Yeah, you're joke, dressed so like, like a fairy, so you're gay. Ha ha! You're gay. Exactly. That's so that's, that's what it was. Um, wow. So then an Indian walks by while they're making these jokes, and they're like. <laughs> I hope I hope the Indians are wearing blackface. Just to add it yeah, out. might as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I want to make a joke so bad with that right now, but I can't. Uh, yeah, I walked away from it too. Ooh, <laughs> it's like dropping. All right, one. so they're like. <laughs> Let it alone. Oh man. Can can we tell each other after the oh, show what we were going to say? <laughs> Be the DVD extras. Kind of disappointed uh, we're not we're not we're not sharing the wonderful joke now, but uh, if we ever get the Patreon, they'll hear it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're gonna have to pay to be offended. Yeah. So the Indian walks by and they With discuss that it's <laughs> blackface, <laughs> and they discuss that. They discuss that all Seminoles do that. All Seminoles wear blackface. Oh, I was picturing the wrong goddamn Indian. I was too. So now I don't even know what your joke was. Now it's really biting at me because I want to know what it was. Because mine was totally different. Oh fuck! So no, it's so, set in Florida. So, so they're Seminoles. They're Seminole Indians, and yeah. um, th- this kid, his name is John, the Indian. Okay. Well, they don't call well, John the Indian. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll just explain him like that. Uh, he's gonna be the star of the play. Um, and then dressed like a fairy. That's. No, no, he's not a fairy. He's, like, the main guy from fucking whatever, so... He's... I'll get to it in a second. Uh, Then Pee-wee says that he found a girl that's gonna fuck all his friends. Um, He found this girl in, like, a fucking... In a carnival. Um, (laughs) Sounds about right, And she she said she's an actress, so she'll, like, act and do all this, and... Her, and this guy seems like a good friend. Yeah. Where is this <laughs> he's, guy? He's, he's like, like, everyone, guys, we're all going to get laid. Yeah. He's doing cool. all this for guys who, like, just shit all over him and told him his girlfriend's a whore. <laughs> like, he's such a I good mean, guy. Girlfriend is a whore, so. Yeah. Well, maybe. We don't know that. She watched some dude skinny dip. That's right. Yeah, we've all So this girl that. that's... <laughs> we all watched dude skinny dip. <laughs> I didn't hear you say it. Speak for yourself. 
<laughs> uh, the chick's name, like, that he's telling them, and her name is Graveyard Gloria, the fuck of death. Because <laughs> no. her thing is, like, she, she can only get off in the graveyard. So... The plan is to take all his friends there to fucking run a train on this girl in a graveyard because that's the only way she gets it. But she's an actress and this all this. Like so just a great high school experience. <laughs> yeah, ours was nothing like this. No, this is still high school. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's yeah, high school. Yeah. It's the next day from Porky's One. Oh, that's fast. Um, we're at the rehearsal of the play. Um, Pee-wee's mom is the one who runs the whole thing. And he's embarrassed by his costume because he's like a little green elf man. <laughs> and then everybody Very. just laughs at him. And while they're doing this, um, some people kick in the door and it's the reverend of the town. And he wants the place shut down because it's offensive. Um, I don't know what that means. I wrote down tongue and tail. Ah. Huh. All right, well, we'll ignore that. But anyways, this reverend's a real dick. That's fine. He's like a southern, like, dickhead reverend who's like, Oh, Jesus wouldn't like this and blah and cast a spell on you cunts. I don't know. (laughs) And he's arguing with the principal over the shape. So him and the principal get in this argument over Shakespeare and the Bible and which is more offensive. And this goes on for a bit. Um, So then we cut to Graveyard Gloria. Mm -hmm. And Pee-wee's friend, he got one of his friends to dress as a zombie to hide in the cemetery to trick his friends when they come to fuck Gloria. Right? sounds awesome. I'm totally into this. So the the friend hides in a grave, right? And he's like, blah, blah. and he's just. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, so the guys are all excited because they're driving with this chick, and like she's pretending to like be into them, and she's like, "Oh my god, there's a graveyard! I'm so horny. Let's do this." All of you. And then they, like, pull over, like, yeah, yeah. And then um, she gets out of the car, and it turns out the guys, like, behind Pee-wee's back made a thing with her knowing she wasn't real. She wasn't really a graveyard Oh, Gloria. so she's not really into graveyards? N- well, no, she was an actress from the oh. carnival. And then these I guys I thought she was an that. actress from the carnival who was also into graveyards. Yeah, no, no, that was all was fake. Like into the graveyards, and this was like a... Well, I thought this was really happening! Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, Pee-wee, Pee-wee came up with that as the joke to fuck with his friends. So then his friend the so zombie like, will the... jump out and scare them. Oh, okay, okay. I thought the zombie was just like a, a, an aside and that the real joke was like, oh, let's get you all in the graveyard and then you're not going to get laid. <laughs> well, it was to get him in the graveyard, not laid, and then a zombie jumps at him. But the thing is, oh, the guys knew point. like something. Yeah, the guys knew something was up, though, so they got the girl to pretend um, like she liked Pee-wee and she really was into the graveyard thing. So then she took Pee-wee and like started banging him, and then he was like trying to tell the zombie guy, like, no, cut it out. The plan's canceled. So wait, she actually so then started he's... having sex with him? She was going to, like, she was doing it, 
but then she pretended to die in the middle of it because they told her to die in the oh. middle of sex so he'd freak out. So he was wow. so he, he still got laid. No, he never got laid. She took her tits out. That's it. Oh. Okay. And um for a movie called Porky's, you'd expect there to be like a lot of tits, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the only pair you see. Oh, that's weird. And the funny thing about it is, I don't think you guys would understand, but like when I saw the chick, I knew, I knew the face, and she's from an episode, like she's from a movie called Space Mutiny, which is like one of my favorite episodes of Mystery Science Theater, where they make fun of this girl all the time for being an old lady. Like, they keep calling her grandma daughter, and she's, like, 34, but she looks like she's 62. (laughs) Like, even now she isn't even 62, like, to this day, but, like, she just really looked that old. And, um, uh, Mystery Science Theater is actually, their their new thing, Riff Tracks, they're doing a live version of that movie next month for Space Mutiny. On the big screen. Yeah, exactly, but she doesn't show tits in that, but she does in this. And they're actually nice for a 34, 62-year-old. I just thought that was interesting, because I've seen that movie like a thousand times. And you've always wondered what her nipples were. Yeah, and they were pretty nice. Alright, anyway, she pretends to die, Pee-wee freaks out, and um, the, the zombie comes out of the grave and scares people. But then these um, rednecks jump out of the woods and start shooting at him and shooting at the pervert's fucking dead bodies because they think that's what's going on. (laughs) So now they're chasing them down with shotguns and the zombie doesn't realize what, like, the severity of the situation he's in. (laughs) And he's just lumping down the street and then he just, he's like, the whole time, like a fucking buddy patrol. Not funny. This sounds... Hilarious! It's, it's not the. It's I'm making it funny. Oh. Is this like everything falls flat? Is the problem? Uh, it's so flat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it's so fucking. It flat, sounds. But... I'm glad I'm watching it through you because yeah. it sounds. Yeah, boring. like you're getting a better version. So everybody just like hams it up too much. Yeah, and it's just it's and it's so predictable and funny, like like unfunny oh, when okay. it's happening. Anyways, like he starts beating on the cop car and he, all that. Um, the Indian has the lead in the role, and now the KKK is angry, and they want the play shut down, too. Um, (laughs) the bitchy gym teacher, the one who grabbed the dude's dick in the first movie, she goes to the bathroom, (laughs) and she's, like, part of the religious, right, that's, like, trying to shut the play down also. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she grabbed it out of anger, not really, like, pleasure. She's just like, oh, I, you, and then grab Not the like Harvey Keitel, which just sucks in a blow. Surprise, Harvey Keitel. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking of like, going time. full Keitel. Every time we have to pause and recollect. <laughs> um... Fuck, I can't... I, Harvey Keitel just violently jerking dicks is all I'm thinking about now. <laughs> I can't get it out of my mind. We weren't ready to get we past Harvey. We're talking about the religious right gym teacher who goes around grabbing dicks. Okay, yeah. Well, 
Um, the guys play a prank on her where they put a snake in the pipes and the snake comes out the toilet. Okay. And then she runs out with her pants off. I'll... Ah, ah. That's um, the, it that is so like dumb. All right, the county commissioner um, shut down the play, but then the one girl says she has a friend who is the county commissioner and he'll help. Um, he was on board with them, like, because she went to him. And remember, she's like 17 and she's known this guy forever because he was a friend of her father's. Um, he says he'll help them, like, do the play. But then, like, after they left, he realized that he was um, up for election soon. And if he voted to do the play, uh, he would lose, like, 60% of his votes. So he cancels the play. Mm. Oh. But they don't know that yet. Um, now all of a sudden we're jumped, jumping to a cross-burning. And the KKK beat up John the Seminole. Oh. Um, he's just like... <laughs> he's just kind of got like a little couple bruises and everything. But like there's like just a giant fucking... Um, cross on fire. And then it shows like two Klansmen in a car... And, like, the guys are like, who did this? What happened to you, John? And he's like, ah, jerks. And, like, they're trying to put the um, cross out, and the racists are like, look at them, disrespecting the cross. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of funny, because it's on fire. (laughs) Are Uh, are the KKK angry at John the Indian, or what? Yeah, they're angry at John the Indian, because he um, makes out with a white woman in the play. Oh. And then the religious people are just angry because it's just smut. Like, and the religious people don't want any part of the KKK and then part. They, then they fight. The, oh, okay. I was going to say, then they fight each other or something. Yeah. That would have been cool. All right. The religious people shut it down. The clan shows up to support the religious people, but they don't want it. I just said that. The town count. They talk about like how the town council is like just a bunch of perverts and they're, they're hypocrites for wanting to do this. And it shows them, like, even with the Reverend in, like, a basement watching, like, old stag films just going fucking crazy. Like, oh my god, look at his dick! Ah, it's amazing! <laughs> look at him titties! And just shit like that. But the uh, Porkies are recording them, and they don't know that. Like, they got, like, just a mic up to the thing. Uh, and now I'm just referring to the kids as the Porkies, apparently. That works. <laughs> it says... One of the Porkies dresses as a Klansman before the rally, because they were having the big rally, the religious people, and then the Klansmen were going to show up and show their support. So one of them dresses up like a Klansman, and then they trick the Klan by one of the guys going like, hey, over here, you fucking racist fucks. And then, like, they beat up one of the Klansmen, and then, like, the the Porky Klansman, like, takes his place at the front. He's just like... All right, well, that's enough. Let's go. And then he's, he's, like, just making them march. And they bring him to, like, an like a dark gym. Like, so all the Klansmen are in a dark gym. And then they start bragging. They show John come out, the Seminole. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I remember beating him up. And they, like, all take off their masks and stuff. And they're just all happy. And then they turn the lights on. And the fucking gymnasium is just filled with fucking <laughs> Indians. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And they're just like, oh, shit. And then, like, one of them just does the funniest thing. He just slowly puts his fucking hood back down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So at this point, like, the Porkies are all like, well, you guys are fucking assholes and racist. So what we got here is a thing. Do you know the Jewish people, how they like to perform brisses? Do you know what a briss is? It's when they cut off the penis, uh, the foreskin (laughs) of a penis, and they have the little tool. So then they take all the Klansmen and then cut all their hair off with the circumcision tool. (laughs) So they turn them into skinheads? That doesn't seem good. Yeah, they they cut off all their hair, make them skinheads with Uh, circumcision scissors. uh, Yeah, this... I liked it better with the whole (laughs) zombie thing in the graveyard. That was... Yeah, zombie graveyard yeah. sex was great. I was there, and, man, this that was the best part. Really fell off. All right, the councilman now he's on a date with the chick that he, the sixteen year or seventeen year old girl, and he's that like he's 50? known since she was little. Yeah, he's older. Okay, cool. That's, I'd say that's... about like forties. So, so they're just making sure they check all the boxes of disgusting and offensive. Oh yeah, yeah. Like everybody's a scumbag in this. That's not Porky's. Even there, I mean, John seems all right. Yeah, John's like the only good guy. Yeah, no, actually, John is the only good guy. Oh, and I, I forgot a funny scene with him. Um, like his sword broke in the middle of like acting in front of the play, uh-huh. and then he just like the other guy kept yelling "sword, sword!" like because he was still like trying to fake fight with a broken sword, and then somebody just passes him a prosthetic leg. <laughs> it was it was a dumb little thing, but it actually made me giggle a little. Because then he stabbed the guy with a prosthetic leg, and it was like, ah. So they, they got, Anyways, they the councilman's on in there too, just for good measure. <laughs> just everybody. everybody. Councilman dates seventeen-year-old girl. This is the girl that he's known since she was a little kid. She comes in like a bumbling fool on purpose. Like she has these big fake tits that they rigged up with something. And um, dynamite. <laughs> that's been great she just blows the whole fucking thing up uh, little, she she just makes like herself crazy and keeps pointing out that she's a fucking 17 year old and all this and is just being obnoxious and stealing people's drinks and fucking shit up oh. uh, we go back to the we go back to the, 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 the thing that the religious people are holding their little rally and the Porkies lead all the bald clansmen there naked through the religious rally. And then, like, there's just a bunch of naked racists running around with their naked fucking racist. dicks swinging. And um, then they start to play the tape of the reverend at the stag party yelling about big dicks and how much he loves them. <laughs> and one of the quotes was, look at the dick on that one. And then one of the clansmen points to himself like, me? <laughs> like he was like, oh, cool. Like he noticed. Uh, we cut back to the girl. She's now puking into the fountain out of her tits. With fake puke. Uh. <laughs> That's why the fake tits. Yeah. And then um, they're spinning newspapers. Like my last movie. That's always a staple of oh, spinning yeah. newspapers. Yeah, uh, the commissioner resigns. Reverend charged on lewd behavior. High school gets to do the play. End of movie. Alright. That <laughs> sounds miserable. 
I like Graveyard Gloria. It's my favorite nickname. Yeah. That was, that was <laughs> the the yeah. fuck of death. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow, I went on for really long on that one. I'll just cut it That's to ribbons. <laughs> okay, so I actually... Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, that was really loud in my head. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's just... Should I go back to the other voice? Uh, maybe in the middle. Seductive. Maybe in the middle somewhere. Uh, no, I'm going to go to the loud voice. Uh, so I actually <laughs> watched watch the comedy. This movie, uh, I actually laughed. Um, I dug deep for this one. So uh, like, basically, good luck if you actually want to watch it. Um, I went on Revenge Twitter of the Nerds 2. And... Uh, what? <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds too. You see, so I didn't want to do Revenge of the Nerds or Porky's, luckily, because you did Porky's. So I went on Critiker and I, I went, you know, put that little year that almost a decade and that it had to be a comedy, and then selected that I hadn't watched it because I, you know, I prefer to watch movies I haven't watched for the podcast, um, and just went through everything looking for sequels. Um, what I ended up with was a movie that I had to, you know, go to the underbelly. Of the internet to find. Um, because there's only an international Blu-ray. And there's no English subtitles on that Blu-ray. Um, and speaking of subtitles. The movie file I found was only in Italian. And I had to go separate to find the subtitles. Which luckily paired up. And I didn't have to like adjust timing or anything. To actually be able to watch this movie. Which is Is all this part my... of your Fulci thing too? No. Um, it's all my ah. friends too, or in some circles, my friends act two. And what was my friends? Um, so it's basically the same guys hanging out. My friends or all my friends. I didn't watch the original. Because... Wait, are you talking about us? <laughs> like yeah. your friends? Yeah, I heard the movie. Well, I'm you, so I mean, confused. You you know that I uh, I watch Mike. That's how I know more oh, about his right. life than he does. <laughs> um, so the movie opens up and a train is going by. And this dude is just, like, these people are, like, hanging out the window saying their goodbyes to their loved ones. And this dude is just jumping up, slapping everyone in the face. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a slapstick comedy. All right. Yeah. Slapstick! (laughs) (laughs) So the next thing we see where this dude, like, just parks his car in the middle of a cemetery. And, like, there's, like, a... Cemetery. Ooh, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, hey, you can't do that. And the guy's like, speaking a nonsense language. And he walks away. And then he sees a guy selling flowers and he's like, hey, how much are the flowers? And the guy's like, 8,000 like lira. So, you know, they're, they're like 1,000 to 1 or whatever. And he's like, well, how about 6,000? The guy says, no. So he says, fuck you. And then, he, and then he goes and steals flowers off of some graves. And uh, so then he, he ends up at a grave and then these friends come together. Um, you have um, Sassaliri, uh, let's call him Sassy, because I, I wrote his name down, but I don't have any idea how to pronounce it. Um, so Sassy is a, a doctor. We have Melandri. Um, we have Machete. <laughs> my laundry? Yeah, my laundry. <laughs> we have Machete, who is um, from royalty, but he no Danny longer... Trejo. He no longer has any of his money. We have Nechi, who owns. Hey, a wait, restaurant. whoa, whoa! It, is Machete the black dude from my film, the colored oh, fella? Machete. <laughs> we'll call him Machete. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so we have Sassy, My Laundry, Machete, <laughs> and Nechi. Um, I like Nechi. He's my favorite. Yeah, he owns the <laughs> restaurant. Uh, my Laundry is sort of like a uh, like a politician kind of guy. Um, and they're over the grave of their dead friend, Parazzi, or Perosi, who uh, ran a newspaper. Proxy? Perosi. Pierogi. We'll call him Pierogi. So uh, this goes back to uh, Mike's guinea comment, you know. Oh God! Um, so, so I'm glad Mike isn't reviewing it. Parazzi. Well, these guys don't sound like guineas. These guys seem like cool Italian guys. So Parazzi's dead, and his four friends are hanging out at his grave. It's been a year since he died, um, and all of a sudden, the the doctor uh, Sassy notices like a guy mourning at another grave and then they're like well i'm gonna go over there and the other guys are like no 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 and he's like stop it i saw him first and i was like whoa this is just getting like right in there because i thought they were like he's gonna go come on to him i'm like okay this movie's different from what i thought it would be um (laughs) but no instead he goes over there and like the guy is is mourning and you, you see from the paraphernalia around the grave that the the man there must be the husband and like the it's a dead woman in the grave um, so he just sits there and he's like, oh, yes, you know, he starts talking. She was so lovely in the time that we had. And he's like, oh, are, are you are you part of her extended family from wherever? And he's like, well, I would say we were more than family. And then, like, the conversation continues. And this doctor, he has no idea who this guy is, basically just says, like, yeah, I was, you know, we shared her love. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes on and says, yeah, you know, she was great in bed and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the guy just flips the fuck out. Um, and then the, the other friends come in and, like, oh, you did it all wrong. Parazzi would have done it so much with more subtlety and they would have been hugging at the end of it. <laughs> um, and, like, he was so good, he made the baker's wife die to fuck her better. And uh, <laughs> with that quote... <laughs> We go to a flashback, so we're actually going to see how he made the baker's wife die to fuck her better. Um, Sweet. <laughs> so what happens was he's always I'm banging so the baker's wife. Uh, because, Dude, all three of our movies have a lot to do with like weird sex. Yeah. So he ran the newspaper and he worked at night because he had to have the newspaper printed for the morning. <clears throat> But then after, you know, afterwards, he'd go bang the baker's wife and then morning would come. He'd go to the baker, get some breakfast pastry, pastries, and he'd be like, oh, I'm going to take some home for my wife. And then he'd go home to his wife. Well, this time his <laughs> wife answers the door and says, you're a boob of a liar. And so she knows that he's banging the baker's wife and she's like, I hope she has a horrible accident. And um, <laughs> she leaves and he has a kid. And so the kid stays with him. Uh, and a lot of this movie is like almost disjointed where you just see them get into random antics, which is why my white rascal beer I felt was really appropriate tying in. So the next thing you see is like they're, they're, the friends reminisce a lot and you see a bit where they um, they had like a, a recital. So they go to like a like a nice singing recital and these people like, you know, they're singing nice songs and they go up there dressed really nice. And then they go like, bum, 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 but fuck zoom, Mr. Sandman, but fuck zoom. And then the song they sing says, uh, and I can't sing it because they were singing in a different language, but the, it was subtitled. Oh, slut, you betray me. You say you come, but you piss instead. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> uh, um, 
So, um, can I make a <laughs> can I make a joke about something way back? I know it's not going to be funny now, but oh. when you were talking about banging the baker's wife, like all that was running through my head was every time he knew it was time to do that, like there was a red light, like a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> See, I knew it was terrible, yeah. but I you I just had to get it out. Um, so Parazzi, I didn't even want that. Parazzi's stuck with his kid, and he's always like bummed because like his friends are like, "Hey, let's go out drinking." He's like, "Well, I can't because of the kid." And they are like, "Ha ha ha! You fucking suck. Kids suck." And they're like, "Too bad kids aren't like dogs, where you can just, you know, leave them by the side Fuck of the road em. if you don't want them, or you know what they have for dogs? They have kennels, and you can just put them away." And then the one guy's like, "Oh, too bad they don't have kittles." And then the other guy's like, "Wait, isn't that a crib?" Well, then he gets excited talking about boarding school, um, but he can't afford boarding school. So Machete, who is like the disgrace, not a disgrace count, he comes from royalty, but that was like forever ago in the family line. And now he's nobody, but still thinks he's somebody. Um, he ends up taking the kid and he brings the kid to his house, which is just a horrible, tiny little rat hole. Like, it's basically just one room with, like, the bathroom separated by curtains. And they sleep on a bunk bed. And he's like, oh, here is the dining room. And it's, like, a, just one very small table and one chair. And, like, the whole time, though, he goes on about how it's uh, modeled after Japanese efficiency. Which is kind of funny. Um, and... So he ends up with the kid there, but then the kid, like, he reads the kid's journal, and the kid's journal is basically like, oh, this guy is really sad, and his wife is constantly trying to kill them all because she doesn't want to live like this anymore. And so the kid goes back to Parazzi. So Parazzi's Your movie doesn't like, sound that funny. Oh, this sounds terrible. This is depressing. <laughs> this guy's going to grow up suicidal other things i don't know so so anyway what happens is parazzi hears about this uh bus accident where eight people died and he tells the guy <laughs> jesus fucking christ <laughs> he tells the guy, you no. said your movie was funny hilarious <laughs> great this is a true dark comedy so he tells the guy hey say that nine people died and include the name of the baker's wife in there and so they do that and now he goes back to his wife and says look you wanted her to die in an accident and now she's dead but now, you know, now, you know, I'm not sleeping around so you can come back to me. Um, so basically he, he gets his wife to come back as a cover with the baker so that the baker's not on to the fact that he's trying to bang his wife all the time. Um, How did the baker's wife look? I mean, just weird in early 80s. She wasn't hot. Wait, she's in her 80s? No, no, no. The movie came out in the early 80s. Oh, okay, I thought she was in her 80s. I'm like, why is this yeah. guy trying so fucking hard? She really had it going this? on. And so um, in this part, too, now we have with Melandri, who's the politician. There's <laughs> a, uh, I just wrote, non-banging subplot. So basically he, like, he finds religion because he wants to hang out with this nun. And um, <laughs> the way things... And fuck her? He, he wants to, but then because she's a nun, she says no. So basically he starts to rape her. fucking knee slapper here Harvey Keitel comes out of nowhere (laughs) starts sucking his dick Um, so she uh, starts praying they put a snake in the nun's fucking toilet it's hilarious she starts praying for rescue and they set the time of this 
uh, flashback to, I guess, when there was actually a horrific flood in the town where they're at. So she prays to God to be rescued from this rape, and then this historic flood rolls in. Um, the flood God is I mean, great. The flood catches Parazzi <laughs> with the baker's wife, um, and then they're exposed because they, the baker goes to rescue his wife and catches him there, and, and now Parazzi's wife <laughs> finally leaves with the kids. And that's are they floating down like a flood river naked? Like I don't get it. They're floating in the room with like no clothes on, and then the the, the baker comes in <laughs> and Parazzi tries to hide, but he can't because there's a fucking flood. And yeah, he just gets caught out and he's like Can't ah. you go underwater? Well, not forever. Yeah, but enough time to like well, sneak by the his, guy like swim under are floating him. in the room too with the problem. Yeah, but th- that can be anybody's clothes. Anybody's clothes oh, look no. the okay, same. Okay, fine. Pick apart the movie. Uh, no, I'm just saying, I would have swam away. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the story of how he killed the, the baker's wife to to fuck her better. Um, Wait, so story. is she dead? Parazzi's dead. But not because of that oh. story. He, he Apparently he died at the end of the first movie, but I didn't watch that. So um, now we, But we the come... baker's wife, is she alive? Like, or yeah. did she drown? And, no, she. everybody lives at the end of this flashback. Which is like an extended flashback. Oh, okay. It's like 40 minutes to tell this story. Um, oh, wow. all right. Then um, we come back to the present, and the guys leave the grave. And um, they decide they kind of want to go out partying, but but uh, Nietzsche, the guy who owns the restaurant, can't because his wife is, like, not letting him go out. So what he does is he gets a buddy to bring flowers to his wife while, while he's home. So they're, like, getting ready his to go buddy out. buddy Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nietzsche and his wife are getting ready to go out and then these flowers come and Nietzsche's like who the hell is sending you flowers and so he gets angry and storms out and then goes and like drinks with his buddies now um, then there's a little gag in there with uh, Machete the count remember that his wife um, hates their their life so we just have a moment where she wakes up early in the early in the morning while everyone else is still sleeping and she opens up the gas valves uh, just because she wants to die, and she uh, goes back to bed. <laughs> and Machete gets Fuck. up and goes to, um, you know, light a match to, I guess, get a cigarette going by the oven. And then nothing happens, and you're like, "Well, what the hell? The, the gas is going out." And then he, you know, he he messes with the valve or whatever. And then he's like, "Oh, that's right. I couldn't afford to pay the gas bill." And then she just goes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I never want to hear that sound again. <laughs> that... Oh, that's good. That got me. That's, that's good. when Harvey Keitel turns into full demon on his dick. <laughs> um, so, so now Nietzsche's wife is like, well, you never send me flowers. Who could have sent me flowers? And she's really curious who sent the flowers. And Nietzsche's like, I bet it was that guy, this guy who's always in their restaurant. And she, she gives a look like, okay, yeah, I'm going to fuck that guy. Um, and then we have this a subplot with uh, Machete, the poor guy, and his daughter, um, wanting to get an abortion, which is, is just <clears throat> odd, uh, but she decides to keep the baby. Boo, um, it's murder. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, then they have this, like, uh, I don't know, it's like they just gave up on the story and just had funny bits where, like, the guy... I'm still trying to figure out if Mike was serious. <laughs> 
<laughs> he really is just like boo. Stay it's tuned murder. until next episode. So <laughs> they go to they go to Pisa and they make this big thing like oh the Leaning Tower is falling and they they screw around with everybody until the police come and then they book it. Um, and while they're leaving, they like go down a wrong road and they get pulled over by the police. And Nietzsche is the driver, so he has to give out and give his ID. And the cop is like, "Well, that's not you." And he's like, what? What the hell? And, it, you know, it turns out he has this other guy's ID who his wife has been banging. Um, and then all his friends make fun of him. They're like, ha, 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 look what you did. And then they they, oh, man. they drop him off. And the, the, the one guy's about to drive off. And the other's like, no, no, wait, wait. And then you just hear him go, ah, you cheating fucking whore. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then the friends are like, <laughs> and then they drive off. Um. This movie is depressing the shit out of me, dude. Then, uh, like, I'm not gonna lie. So then the, the next day in the restaurant, uh, Nechi is there with his friends and his wife, who has a horrible black eye. And he um, forces the uh, guy his wife was banging to drink pea broth soup. And um, after that, there's a group of tourists What's there. in that? After that, there's a group of tourists in the I want the ingredients. So they, uh, they, they have all their cameras up, like on hooks by their coats. So the, uh, the rascals grab the cameras and they go in the back room and they take pictures of their asses and dongs. And then they put the cameras back where these tourists have pictures of their asses and dongs. Um, and then I thought uh, I'd have something to say about that, but I don't. And the next week, now we then flash back again to when... Parazzi was alive, um, and they're at a con- yay Parazzi. They're at a contortionist show <laughs> with this woman doing all sorts of stuff, and Machete takes like money from them to show what he can do with her, and then we immediately see just kind of graphic contortion sex. Um, and what happens is the Machete basically he's st- pretending to be really rich because he borrowed money from a loan shark to do this just to bang the contortionists. Um, Wait, he knew that they were going to go see this contortionist and he had to be rich for her? Or? Well, he, he wanted, he wanted to have the contortionist. So he like, he had this like regular con he did at hotel rooms where he would like get a couple nights free by like ducking out on the bill. Um, but he got, he kind of got into the game and then, so he borrowed money from a loan shark to keep playing at being super rich for a little bit, just to keep hanging out with the contortionist. And then he, he got out from it, but he couldn't get out from the loan shark. Um, so he's hiding out. Um, and what they do, the guys go to the loan shark and they try to intimidate him, but he's a loan shark and they're just, you know, like chubby old dudes. So he's like, yeah, no. And then they, they make a deal, but they get screwed. We're basically like, he's going to forgive the debt, but like he gets six months of cappuccino and pastries. So every day he's at Nietzsche's restaurant for his cappuccino and pastries. And if he doesn't like it, he demands fresh cappuccino and pastries. Um, and then, of course, one guy's a doctor, so he gets free checkups. And he even asked him at 2 a.m. Um, for the checkups. Um the contortionist comes back um, and she's, you know, 
upset and she's lost everything because she thought you know she's going to be with a, a rich count forever or whatever and as she's talking about that the doctor she's not met any of the other guys yet the doctor is like oh well i own a circus chain the doctor says uh he owns let me go back so the doctor says he owns a circus chain um and it, maybe she could be in it but look he has to see you know her performance and so her performance involves her contorting herself into a case. So obviously she gets in the case, they lock it up, they slap a label on it, and they just throw her on a passing bus. Uh, uh, now the loan shark calls the doctor and tells him these things, and he's like, oh no, you need an immediate kidney transplant. Um, so they get him in there, and obviously he pretends that these other guys gave him their kidneys, and blah, 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 blah. And that to, you know, negate their whole deal and get the loan shark away. Um, but then after the fact, the loan shark's like, well, you didn't get any of that in writing. You have to keep me. And so they're pissed and furious. And like they, they, uh, this happens in a car ride. So they throw him out of the car and he's like, that's fine. I had to shit anyway. And, um, the, the one guy's like, wait, don't drive off. And so the guy goes to poop, but the other guy sneaks up with a shovel and grabs the poop away as soon as the guy, as uh, the loan shark poops and then like flings it off. So then the loan shark gets up and it's like, I don't, I don't have any poop. And then like, he comes back out and they're like, Hey, you know, we wouldn't actually leave you. Come back, come back, come back, get in the car. And then, so he gets in the car and he's looking kind of like, you know, freaked. And they're like, you look, you know, you look a little like sick. Is everything okay? And he's like, well, I, I went to poop and there was, there was nothing. And then they're like, Oh, <laughs> The doctor's like, ah, you have defecato hysterio. You need an anal transplant. Um, <laughs> so, so of course, that's how they get the loan shark off their back. And then the, the movie ends basically randomly. Uh, Machete's like, you're not my friends. If I got caught, you wouldn't pay the ransom. And the doctor's like, I've worked all my life, 35 years to run a luxury hospital and have a house on top of a hill. I'm too old to start over now. And, you know, they all have their various excuses. One guy, the Nietzsche, is like, I don't even have any money. Everything is in my wife's name. I couldn't help you. So he's just kind of like, well, you're you're not my friends. I, I can't count on you for anything. And he runs off and has a heart attack. And, um... Oh. <clears throat> so what happened with the anal surgery? Oh, they, 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 they left at that, but it was assumed, you know, it was... They got the loan shark off their back over that one. Um, oh, okay. So now, Machete... What is an anal transplant? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, <laughs> Machete is uh, handicapped now, and they, they're talking about how the new PC terms, like, you, you don't say, you know, handicapped. You, they, and the one guy just says, you're an unfucking paraplegic. Um, <laughs> and... Then his daughter comes with the baby, and it's like, oh, it's your grandpa, here you go. And he's like, they throw the baby to me like I'm a urinal and he pisses on me. And Machete is just broken and bitter and just unhappy to be in this wheelchair. But but his friends set him up. They they ran a scam so he get a pension from the city. So now he actually can... Live. God damn it. <laughs> my, yeah. my light just blew. Your light just blew? Yeah, in my room. My so light just blew. I'm in darkness. I thought you were upset about somebody <laughs> living off the government. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to go with you. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, Angus. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Goddamn, uh, goddamn government pensions. 
That's what it fucking got me to pay attention. God damn it. No, my light just blew, so now I have no fan, no light. Awesome. Uh, so the end no, of the movie, finally, uh, the Machete gets into a wheelchair race and his buddies all cheer him on, happy for him, and it ends on a freeze frame of uh, Machete in his little wheelchair. And that's all my friends do. Right. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I did not understand that movie one bit. I guess it was a lot. No, I liked every part of that movie. I just didn't quite catch the uh, the plot. There, there was it. It, was, it was very loose. <laughs> I didn't catch the plot. It was just the you know that part. most important thing to a movie. That's the only part I didn't get. <laughs> that's a valid point, I guess. <laughs> Everything uh, else, fantastic. Fantastic. Thumbs down up. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the anal part. That was good. I wanted even to know more. <laughs> yeah, I want to know the details of the surgery for an anal transplant. <laughs> um. So. So, Mike, what, uh, what are the best bullet points for your Chinatown sequel? All right. The the bullet point kind of is uh, is not actually in the movie. It's uh, it's 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 who the original director should have been could have been. Uh, he was Robert Evans. He was uh, hey. he financed the original. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he couldn't direct this movie because he got, and I quote, too much plastic surgery. Uh, he brought a picture of a bunch of cats to his surgeon beforehand, and he said, "Hey, this is what I kind of want to look like. <laughs> I want to get this look." And and reportedly, when Nicholson saw the results for the first time, he was, and I quote, aghast. <laughs> So yeah, so Jack Nicholson ended ended up directing this film instead of uh, Robert Evans. Okay. Do, do you and, guys uh, remember that is, that is my bullet point? Do you remember that show that Comedy Central had about Robert Evans? Like it was like a He's cartoon. He's the guy who killed his wife, right? Or no? No, you're Richard okay. Spencer or something. Oh. Okay. But no, Robert That's Evans. That's the white ha- supremacist. Oh, okay. I don't know. Somebody <laughs> did. No, he was like a music guy who had like his oh, hair Phil crazy. Spectre. But Robert Evans. Specter. Yeah, that's it. Phil Specter. But um, your guy had like a show on Comedy Central. It was a cartoon that lasted like four episodes about his life, about just being a rich, like Hollywood guy. And it was like, oh, the I most... think I remember this. It was like yeah. 2003, 2004, and it was so fucking bad. <laughs> That's all I know about it. It was just really funny. Well, yeah, bad. when I looked up pictures of his face, he definitely looked like he brought cats to his surgeon and wanted to look like <laughs> cats. So, it was great. <laughs> So that's why you should watch this movie, Angus. <laughs> um, my best bullet point for this movie isn't. Well, I had like a lot of fun stuff in my movie. If you guys remember, uh, yeah. Graveyard Gloria, mm-hmm. uh, Circumcised, KKK heads. Um, mm-hmm. But the one thing I saved kind of goes off like my thing from last time, which I never even brought up last episode. Where you guys were talking about me dying while I wasn't on the yeah, mic. That was, that was we were great. very concerned. Um, so, no, it sounded like it when you guys were just asking my wife to hop over my dead body to save it. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I finally got to hear it, and that was really funny. Good job, guys. Mm-hmm. Making Thanks. fun of my death. Um, and your morning wife. So... Yes. Um, 
I had the thing from the last episode with the guy George Gaynus, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I may have found his partner in crime in this movie because oh, the, the executive producer of this movie was George Manass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> PJ, why should we watch Uh, your film? So so my selling point would be, and I guess it it didn't come through when I was telling you what my movie was about, but it is really funny. I laugh my ass off a lot, and I don't really even like comedy. But my real selling point is that, like, these guys are basically, like, if we didn't ever grow up and we lived in Italy. uh, Because they just basically, they're just, they're they're kind of scummy. But they're hilarious, and they have a lot of fun, and... They're like thicker. They thin. fuck each other's wives, apparently. <laughs> thicker than <laughs> friends, no matter what. Just like we are. They're, you know, they're their own little uh, distorted family, just like us. I thought I, of us a lot as I watched this movie. I remember my I first like, anal transplant. Yeah, see, we would do that to a loan shark. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, if we were fifty-year-old Italian men in the eighties, we would do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sweet. All right. Um, so now is our favorite part of the episode when we relate the movies that we watched to Paul W.S. Anderson's wonderful, glorious classic, not a sequel to Chinatown, Event Horizon. Uh, it might have been. Segment we call <laughs> The Horizon Shift. Horizon Shift. My horizon shift for the week, a a man named Brian McMahon, and Brian McMahon is the colorist for My Two Jakes, and he is also the colorist, not only the colorist, but the master. What the fuck is a colorist? So the... For... Do do I talk or does Mike talk? Yeah, you talk. I don't know what a colorist is. Uh, Somebody tell me what ahead. a coolerist is. The colorist would basically be the guy in charge of the technical side of coloring the film. So, like, okay. if they come in and say, hey, this is too blue, he'd go back to the film and adjust the light that's going through the film to the final print to be less blue or, or so on. The man responsible for all the blue in uh, in Event Horizon is the man <laughs> responsible for all the... All the coloring in in my movie as well. I like that. So that is my little uh, that is my little little thing. I've been hoping we would get one of these just like that for like all the episodes. I'm finally it's, uh, yeah, it's finally here. I was yeah, I was like I was shocked. I was like, yes. I'm always looking for I'm, like the colorist. <laughs> What's the colorist name again? Yeah. Uh, Brian McMahon. Brian McMahon. Yeah, I've never wanted to do that much research. Like, I hope by the end of like 2020, we know like you know ever the name of a key grip, all the gaffers. Like, we have that entire. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget my first colorist. So Brian McMahon. He has colored a lot of goddamn movies, including, if I may add, K19, The Widowmaker. Ooh, whoa, damn! Didn't we review? <laughs> so I could have been right out the gate with this. Uh huh. Yeah, Damn. I didn't want to. No, you, yeah. you did U5, I thought. Oh, I did? <laughs> <laughs> what, really? Yeah, I did U571. You did U571. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they might be the same movie. One is Jonathan Moscow and one's Catherine Bigelow. That's all I know. <laughs> well, well, I guess I thought it was that movie too, so it's both of us. All right. Angus, uh, Angus. Bring Porky's to um, Horizon. Bring, bring us home. Or I guess that would be left for TJ. So you, yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to round second for us. Um, fuck, dude. This one was really difficult. Um, the best I could come up with was uh, when the Porkies led the Klansmen to the gym and they were unaware of what was going to go on. It's kind of like the way Dr. Weir led the crew of the uh, the fucking uh, Lois and Clark to their doom. Except they didn't get their heads... Well, they got their heads like yeah, fucked and there with, was I weird guess. naked like, stuff going on on the event. Yeah, right? so yeah, and well, there's probably they, some yeah. circumcision too. Yeah, yeah, probably. So yeah, that, that that's mine. All right, all right. Um, so for all my friends, oh, I forgot to mention at the top, uh, Malandri. He was played Michael No by the guy who played um, Ugo in Caliber Nine. So like not not Rocco, not the big hairy like sleazy guy, but the other main dude. I don't know uh, what that is. Yeah, I don't know anything. So, so oh, okay. unfortunately. But, but anyway, I thought yeah, you would watch sorry. them like to pick caliber nine. Um, oh, I, I almost guarantee I, so, I watched them. Like and it, one of the other guys no was also in a Fernando De Leo movie. He was in I think the Italian Connection. His name is Adolfo Celi, Adolfo Celli. Um, now he, See, you he guys might, have, you no. guys have gotten really pretentious since you've gotten your fucking little app with all the criterion shit. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying the fuck out of me these days. <laughs> he just, he did sleazy seventies Italian gangster flicks. Like they're fun. Which is probably on your goddamn app, isn't it? No, it's not. Mike bought a blue nah. collection that I borrowed. I did. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this Adolfo guy. Oh, that movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. They're both <laughs> no, in no, movies yeah. that you own, which is why I brought it up. Not to be pretentious, just because I thought you might remember a movie that you own. Swaying the vote. I don't like it. <laughs> it only took five <laughs> minutes, but yeah, it. now I remember it. <laughs> I'm not in the, the actual Horizon shift. This was just something I forgot to mention, but it's on the way to the connection. Swaying so, the vote. <laughs> so Adolfo Celi yeah. or Adolfo Celli or whatever, um, he played Largo in Thunderball. He's a, a villain with an eye patch and his boss was Blofeld who is most I guess most famously played by Donald Pleasance and you only live twice but with a scarred up face. So, we have a combination of villains, one with a scarred up face and one with at least one missing eye and between the two you are more than halfway there to Dr. Weir. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're Frankensteining. <laughs> oh yeah. I am. <laughs> Honestly, I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it. That's pretty clever. All right, so we we've all said our piece. Uh, now we can, I guess, round up and decide mm-hmm. who wins the episode. So, Mike, you went first. Where Where's your vote going? Well, Graveyard Gloria really is uh, <laughs> is something I definitely want to kind of keep in mind for the future. The fuck is, of uh, death. The fuck of death. But uh, I kind of liked uh, I kind of liked all the slapstick infidelity of uh, of, of TJ's Italian shit, uh, and I got to make up for all the Italian things I've been saying. So 
I'm definitely voting for the Italian uh, comedy of TJ. All choice. right, I'll uh, I'll get you a copy since, like I said, it's impossible to find. I'm hey, just whoa, 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 stop that! <laughs> <laughs> don't bribe him with copy. Sequel to the sequel. I don't give a shit. I'll watch part three. There is a part three. I know. Oh no! Does Machete die in this one? He's in the wheelchair still, but I don't know if he dies. Mr. Angus? Yeah. Ah, fuck. I hated both of your explanations. <laughs> <laughs> they both sounded fucking well, dumb It's, it's shit either the, 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 uh, the, 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 the woman shaking or the anal transplant, I guess, if you're picking between. Oh, all right. Well, mine has tons between... of women chasing. And no, an no, no, no. Shut up. Shut up. I just want to... I'm going to vote between that. Women shaking and anal transplant. Like, those are what I'm going on. <laughs> Oh fuck! They're Our both choice. really like because we're doing comedy, so True. I'm gonna pick the funnier of the two. Ah oh, fuck, that's really hard. Um, this is gonna piss off some people, but I think women shaking is funnier. Yeah, <laughs> just because he I, after I, I, he I, shakes them, he fucks them too. Like, that's, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, you know, transplant is just like, ah, uh, you got a new so butt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I vote Mike. TJ? Uh, I am. What is. What is. I'm very in between because, you know, that, oh, that Graveyard Gloria, man, for me too. I'm like, <laughs> yep. damn. Where am I going Best with part that? Of the pod. But then there's the whole, you know, like, <clears throat> the, the colorist. Like I can watch a movie <laughs> where someone's hands are in the pot that actually worked on Event Horizon, uh, but it wasn't a comedy. Uh, we all laughed. We all laughed a lot. Uh, I think we laughed <laughs> at my movie the most. I, I, I'm to gonna be go. You know what? Just because I. Porky's too because I don't want to have to watch Chinatown, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm not watching Two Jakes without seeing Chinatown first. Yes. So now, now Two Jakes Fair has point. homework, which makes it a, a lot. Yeah, so Porky's too and Graveyard. Glo- oh, you know what? Porky's yeah. too, but I'm turning it off after the Graveyard. But the thing oh. is, like, mine also has the setup of the first movie at the beginning. So oh, right, you so know no kind of what's all. going on. Yeah, like you don't have to watch any first movie, and then it, Graveyard Glory is about forty minutes in, so you can shut it off right after. All right, so having a tie is unprecedented, and we had a, a brief talk about this. We haven't had anything cemented yet, uh, but for the time being, any tie will result in the next theme being a, a free for all restricted to the year of 1997 the year that event horizon came out so that will be our theme for next episode uh, i hope you all had fun with uh, these two dramas and one comedy that we talked about today uh i've been wait TJ. which one was the comedy mm-hmm. who gets the comedy because <laughs> you said yours was so fucking hilarious <laughs> Oh wait, now it's fucking Kaitel Cocksuck. Uh, that's yeah, the comedy. That's a good good way to segue <laughs> out. We'll just fade on that one. All right, till uh, till next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. There you go. <sighs> that was good. Oh shit, I forgot to end it. Wait, why isn't this stopping?